Dan, I still love that song. Love it. <laughs> it does. It does grow on you. It's got. Nice, sometimes I find myself just humming it for no reason when I'm yeah, walking around in the wood yard. <laughs> <laughs> love that song, Dan. Let me ask you: Have you ever heard of the expression uh, "put your money where your mouth is"? Yes, I have. Have you? Yeah, there's a lot of really good expressions out there, like you know, don't uh, don't put anything larger than your elbow in your ear. Yep. Um, look both ways for you cross the street and put your money where your mouth is. And today, Dan, I think that you and me have to put our money where our mouths are. <laughs> <laughs> That's some serious grammar there, and we need to. Um, we need to live up to the standards that we have been uh, espousing here on the Woodhounds podcast. All right. I, I, I think I'm ready. I think I'm uh, ready to put my money where my mouth is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what we got, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Woodhounds today. My name is Joe, and I'm here with my good friend, Dan. We are both YouTube channels. I have Ohio Woodburner, and Dan has back 40 firewood. And throughout our days, we get emails, we get comments, and we like to bring some of them to the podcast. And today's hits that nail right on the head. There's another old saying for you, Dan. There you go. Yes, yes. We did receive an email specifically targeted right at this podcast, at the Woodhounds podcast. Yeah, and it uh, also indicates our international reach yes. that the Woodhounds has because this email uh, is not even from uh, the United States. No, it comes to us all the way from Norway. Norway. Yes. So what did our Norwegian fan give us on an email? Uh, one second, let me pull this email up and let me take this $20 bill off of my microphone. <laughs> Is that what it takes to get an email uh, read on the Woodhounds podcast? Well, I just put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> All right. Uh, of course, yes, we would never require payment to read an email on this, no, on this no, no, podcast. No, 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 no. Just joking there, guys. <laughs> All right, so here is the email. Hello, Dan and Joe from Norway. Please excuse any bad English. I am soon 16. My name is Elenius, and I am producing firewood in a small scale. Right. I, but I want to go big and have a YouTube channel, etc. I don't have as much big machines as you guys have, but I have a small electric saw. I am wondering if you guys have any tips for me personally. Here is some other personal information. As mentioned, I am 16 years old, young, and I have been bullied in school since grade one and never fit in. I have tried everything and now I am kind of stuck. So if you guys had any tips, I would really appreciate it. Wish you two the best with best regards, Elenius. P.S. I love the podcast when I'm, I love listening to the podcast when I'm working in the woodyard. All right. There we Elenius. go. Yeah, Elenius, thank you for that email. And we were honored 
to read that on the podcast. And I just want to stay right at the very beginning. And this isn't just to Elenius, but there's a lot of people out there that feel like they're an outsider, that they don't belong, that they're all alone in this world. And I'm telling you right now, as long as me and Dan are here, um, you are not alone. We are all friends. We are all woodhounds, and we have a very big tent in the woodhound community. That is correct. We welcome everyone in, and even though many of us are, you know, out of sight, we just communicate virtually through messages, comments, whatever. We all still are like one big happy family, and we we have room for everyone. That's right. Just don't. Uh, run a steel chainsaw or drive a Chevy truck <laughs> <laughs> or have a big appreciation for oak firewood. Okay. <laughs> if we can just limit those things, you got a seat at the table here. Alenius, thank you for posting that email. And that's where I was saying how, Dan, this uh, gives us a chance to, um, we can talk the talk, but can we walk the walk? Because we have discussed this before where um, it was the episode about the Facebook user groups, wasn't yes. it? Yep. Yeah, where people would have a question to the community <laughs> just to have it uh, kicked up their backsides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and there's, there's, there's kind of, a, I guess, a couple different things going on with this email. It's starting, you know, out in firewood and then also maybe dabbling into the social media side of things. So yeah. yeah, there's, you know, a lot of times you'll, what we covered in that Facebook post was someone looking for advice on starting a firewood business. Yeah. It kind of sounds like that's what's going on here. He kind of wants to get into firewood, how to build, you know, from just one little chainsaw, how to build to the point where you can have log splitters, other chainsaws and all types of stuff. Yeah. So I, we are totally going to answer this. Um, there's a few things that I think I don't, I don't know. Okay. What it's, what the rules or the laws are in Norway, you know, specific to, um, child labor or under 18, that kind of stuff. I'm assuming Elenius does. So if I if I speak to anything that's like a violation of the law, it's an accident because I uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> I just know what I know here in uh, in my little corner of the world in Northeast Ohio. But my thoughts are as follows, Elenius. Number one, um, I think it's great that you have this interest and you have picked a great industry, the firewood industry. And I think also, too, for the YouTube thing, um, starting a YouTube channel. Um, we can get into the weeds here about what to do and when to do it. But um, I must, you know, you have permission from your parents. You have a place to work. My message to you is uh, get started. The best time to have started this enterprise, Elenius, was yesterday. And the second best time to start it is right now. Right now. That's right. That that is exactly what I would uh, would mention and say as well. You know, if you're thinking of getting started, why aren't you started? Get right. Going. Yep. Yeah, and it sounds like he already has an idea on what he wants to do. He's got a saw. 
Yep. Um, did he say he had a split or two, or what did he have? Uh, I don't think he, he did. He, I think he just he just had the basics. Like he's got a, a little electric saw, chainsaw, but he wants to, you know, just start, just get going. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know exactly what part of the country he lives in. I would imagine there's still like this rural uh, urban thing that goes on in Norway too, where firewood is cheaper in the country than it is in the city. Um, but it sounds like if you are starting off with an electric saw and he didn't mention a splitter, didn't mention a splitter. So I can assume maybe he's going to use an ax. You think? Yeah, maybe. And I mean, that's enough to get started. I would uh, recommend that he avoid selling his firewood in bulk. Um, and that's where I think maybe he should maybe start looking, you know, uh, at bundles. If bundles are a thing in Norway, like especially as you get into the cities or into the suburbs where the yards are a lot smaller, uh, some people might find uh, a market for that. And it's kind of like the whole premise of starting small not only applies with the equipment you might think you need and the operation, your size of your operation. Start small with the quantity of wood you're selling as well. Like yeah. start, start with bundles and then build your way up. And there is a big term that describes what we're talking about here, and it relates to any industry that you're in. It is called an economy of scale. Uh, which means if you are starting off as a landscaper, you might start off with a shovel. But as you get bigger and as you want to expand and as you want to get uh, more involved jobs at a person's um, either you know a, a residential or commercial uh, landscaping, you would want to buy a mini excavator. Right. You know, yep. so in order to have that mini excavator, though, you got to have a pickup truck and a heavy duty trailer um, and then all of the other supporting um, tools that go with that. So that's your economy of scale and firewood. If there's any industry, that's the perfect example of what an economy <laughs> of scale is. It's firewood because, I mean, here you go. Elenius is starting off with a electric chainsaw and an axe. Uh, you know, does he have a way to get his product to market? I don't know. Uh, but I would assume that, you know, he's got a parents with a trunk because that's where I'm saying if you're selling bundles, small quantity stuff, I mean, that's just ideal for that. Yep. And yeah. So then after this, you know, when you think of this economy of scale, the next big term millennials is called bootstrapping. That's a term we use in the United States. I'm probably thinking that it uh, has meaning in other parts of the world, too. I'll give you a perfect example. When I first started selling, everyone was telling me I needed a dump trailer. But I started small with bundles, and here I am four years later. I still don't have a dump trailer, and I don't think I really need one because I'm sticking with you know, the, the model of smaller quantities, people coming to get it from me, not delivering it. So it's just a matter of starting small and finding that path that you, you know, that, that works for you and your situation. Don't yeah. go off of what everyone else is doing. Find what's best for you. 
That's good advice. It's not just for Elenius, but for anyone. We had talked about that adult skill called listen but ignore. <laughs> and <laughs> yep. if you want to get started in something, I think it's reasonable that you want to look around and see what everyone else is doing. Uh, but that may not be good enough. Uh, you know, especially like in firewood where the, the refrain is you can't make money selling firewood. Uh, but I think that's because some people are approaching their, their market totally wrong. And I had that too. I kept, everyone was telling me, Joe, you gotta have a dump truck. How are you doing this without a dump truck? You know, (laughs) I don't need a, I don't need a dump truck. That's why. And, um, that's where I would caution Elenius to listen, see what's going on out there but ignore them because you should have an idea on what you want to get going on. Uh, and I'm just, again, thinking with a electric chainsaw and, a, and an ax, that's a good place to start, but um, enter this economy of scale. I think the sooner you get into a productive splitter and a more reliable, powerful saw, then things will become even more uh, exciting for you. Or even maybe take the twist of as you've mentioned many times before joe like to sell firewood bundles you could be getting your wood from a supplier already split and maybe you just need to split it down one more time with your axe and you have the perfect bundle wood excellent point yeah i guess too uh, you know you you want to have a good supply but that doesn't mean tree length logs coming onto your land right i think elenius could buy firewood already made and once you bundle it, you've just increased its value. Yep. But of course, Dan, if you did that, you get yelled at because you're touching the firewood too much. <laughs> yes, indeed. But being the hobbyist that I am, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that's the path that I followed, and f- that's what I found worked best for me. And I see no, you know, if I want to grow and expand, I maybe would need to change, but. You know, it's, it's just, you got to just find what works for you and, and listen, what was that? Listen, but ignore. I like that. Yeah. 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 You got to do a lot of that because you're going to get a lot of, a lot of stuff coming at you from people, you know, pointing out all of the reasons why you shouldn't and all the negative things. And you got to put that noise all to the side and just keep going. Yeah. I still remember when I got started, you know, I would ask a couple people and there were, there was a couple people that are in my brain still <laughs> on how, on how they received my brilliant idea, you know? <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I mean, they just, they just hammered it. And I don't think they even thought they were hammering it. It was just one of these, the one guy just what if it to death. And then the other one stood there with this big grin on, on her face, <laughs> you know, a slight head nod. And you know what she was thinking and not saying, but that was enough, you know, yep. I'm smart enough to know. So that was the end of that conversation. No need to continue that. <laughs> yeah. People, you know? I think people for whatever reason, just by nature are negative on any idea that's not theirs. Like it's, it's hard for people to. And I don't know why that is, but I I have the same thing with multiple things I'll bring up to people and right away the, what if this, what if that you don't have this, you don't have that. So another little tip of advice is find those people that, you know, support your idea and listen to you and then surround yourself with those people. And it might only be two or three, but that's all you need. Like don't, 
don't get into this whole like trying to get advice from everyone because oh my goodness <laughs> yeah well he came to the right place though but what i would caution yeah. him is <laughs> and i'm not cautioning him to like don't do it i'm cautioning him about other people to be aware of and those are the people because anytime you start a business an enterprise it i guess you could break it down at its core essence it is problem solving every you know you you get faced with every every day there's a new challenge and your job is to overcome it that's one of the exciting things about a startup is you know every problem has a solution but there are the people when you say hey i'm thinking of starting this type of business all they do is list every problem that awaits you every roadblock that awaits you every hurdle that's in your way they just sit there and they think of everything that can go wrong and they bring it up but what they don't do is talk about how you can overcome it so my message to you is pay attention to who you're asking your questions to and pay attention to how they're replying if you're just getting negative roadblocks hurdles adversity pitfalls that are awaiting you listen but ignore listen but ignore yes <laughs> because if you do then dabble into the social media side of things you will really need to listen but ignore and especially <laughs> i mean that's where you're gonna you know you know the old saying how when it comes to things like i don't know like polls and voting and you know like every voice matters yeah. social media no every voice does not matter in fact, very few voices matter in social media. So be listen ready to, to listen, but ignore. <laughs> yeah, I had a good round of videos or a good round of comments to my videos lately. I've been in, uh, I've been doing pretty good. I haven't, cause like, you know, like YouTube, when you check your comments, they have this one tab where all of the ones that have been flagged you know yep, where yep. they didn't they you have to approve them before they appear because something about it seems like it's spam or there's cussing or whatever the words that you chose to black out from your channel i haven't had any in a long time i feel good <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does pay to have thick skin though in social media uh but i would tell elenius the same thing the best time to have started this youtube channel was yesterday so get it going, man. And I, when I started, I didn't have an idea. I didn't know what I was doing. I just put it out there and then I just started making adjustments and fixing problems. And here I am. So I, I think that is the, that is universal advice on <laughs> something. I think the most, when I look back upon myself, the thing that was the the most difficult thing I had ever done was to get started. And when I felt like I was committed, what the biggest hurdle for me to get started, to get off the couch and to get going was filing my paperwork with the state of Ohio, you know, which maybe Elenius doesn't have to worry about that. I don't know what the rules are in Norway, but for him though, it is just to declare yourself a business and start, uh, start finding accounts. And when it comes to YouTube channels and starting that, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with starting it. And if you find you don't like it, if it's not for you, 
at least you tried and you know that that's something now you don't need to focus time and energy on. You know, totally agree. There's, you know, the one thing I tell everyone asking me for advice on you know YouTube is like, there's three things that you can do with your YouTube channel. You can be the first in your niche. You can be the best in your niche or you can yes. be different and you won't be the first because everything's already been done. Whether or not you'll be the best remains to be, you know, we'll figure that out as you go, but you can always right now from day one, be different than everyone else. And that's yeah. the one thing that, you know, everyone has that capability because everyone is unique onto themselves. So you can always be different and that's what you need to start. Just start your channel and go. Yeah, there's a lot of people that I know that started a YouTube channel, not for any, um, I guess, commercial um, monetary gains. Yeah, they just did it to they because they got family spread out all over the country. Uh, didn't that what um, Larry and, and Robin outdoors um, with Larry and Robin did? I thought that's how their channel began, where they just started off documenting their day for for family yep and then so. and then it grew you know so they showed the flexibility to pivot and to start you know doing things that they found fun um and i think too now with elenius that is probably um my takeaway from me being in my mid-50s and um some of the the biggest life lesson that i have learned and i will tell you right now elenius if it is fun, do it. And when it is not fun, then you stop. Uh, I think that we spend too much time uh, dealing with things that are not healthy for us, are not fun for us, um, that aren't bringing joy to our lives. And life is too short, man. And if you're passionate about firewood, then go for it, man, and don't stop. Uh, but, you know, if, if, it's, uh, if you try it out, at least be able to recognize that you gave it a shot. It just ain't for you and have the strength to move on from that as well. Yeah, I totally agree. If it's not fun, don't do it. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why I ended up leaving professional wrestling. It just became to the, it was at the point where it just was not fun anymore. I dreaded the weekend having to go and do whatever, you know, go wherever I needed to go and then deal with what I needed to deal with. And so I just, I, it was, I was done. I'm like, all right, I'm moving on to something else. Yeah. Ironically, because Elenius is from Norway, there is a Norwegian word, which means doing something that you have no joy in doing it. What it's, is that? It's, it's pronounced job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is called a job. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I can speak from experience here. So I keep telling everyone, and this is true. I was a corporate hack for 22 plus years. I it was a very good paying job. It was an excellent career. Um, I met friends along the way, but you know what? If I'm being honest, I wanted to do a good job, and I I did, but I wasn't passionate about it. It wasn't fun. I didn't find it enjoyable. Yeah, you know, I mean, I wasn't climbing, you know, I wasn't 
climbing through uh, mud and getting shot at or anything. <laughs> Working you know, on not an oil saying, rig in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it was like anything like that. I mean, what the heck? You know, it, it's dealing with paper and ink. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying that um, I when I came home from work, there was it was just the way our family is. There's just no discussion about work. And it wasn't because it was like not to be discussed. It was just because there's nothing to talk about. You know, it's just a job, man. It's what I was doing to get a salary. But man, once this firewood thing started and I was able to you know, get it going and get the money coming in and being able to keep the house and keep food on the table. I love it, man. Why didn't, why didn't I start this a long time ago? <laughs> then it became that, that old saying about, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I'm not saying that every day is you know, like blue skies and sunshine, but <laughs> My gosh, a bad day in the wood yard is would beat a good day in the office any day. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, Alenius, I just, again, want to thank you, as Joe had mentioned, for, you know, emailing us um, and just get started. Pay no mind to those people that are, you know, you feel like they're bullying you. Like, ignore that. And. I'll wrap this all up kind of with like a, a little um, saying firewood related or fire related, I guess. And yeah. that is don't put out your fire simply because someone doesn't understand your flame. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep going no matter what. Don't let others. <laughs> Did you come up with that all yourself? I saw that somewhere one time and it just <laughs> stuck with me. I don't know why, but it's kind of, you know, it's oh, like, gosh. If, if you got something going, keep it burning. Keep it going. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Alenius, serious. You will always have a friend here in, uh, in Ohio, USA, and in Wisconsin, USA. Don't ever feel like you're alone in this world because you are not. And if it needs to, Dan and I will get on a plane and fly to Norway because uh, Dan knows some, on a, like a suplex or a, uh, <laughs> a, D, a DDT that right. uh, needs to be given to someone. Yeah, that can be done. <laughs> that is right. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. and, and I know a guy named Scheib, So <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll have to bring Scheib along. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll wear my white helmet and I'll point. I'll just stay out of his way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Elenius, thank you for the email. And the same goes for everyone else out there. If you have something you would like to share or ask the Woodhounds, and send us an email. What's the address, Dan? You can email us at thewoodhounds at gmail.com. And, Elenius, right. don't be afraid to check in. Let us know how things are going in a month or two. Send us some pictures of your woodyard. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, I think you're obligated, Elenius, right now. Okay, you stuck it out there. Serious. And now you got to come through, man. You made the leap. Uh, you got our attention, and we are holding you to it. I want to see how far you've gotten, and let us know your um, your opportunities and what you're working on. I like it. Dan. Yes, yes. All right. Well, Dan, I think maybe it's time we strike up the band, and let's uh, get on out of here. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in once again to the Woodhounds, the number one firewood podcast in the world and in the world, meaning, yes, we get emails and we have fans in Norway.
<laughs> and we put out a new episode every Wednesday morning and they stay out in podcast world forever. And we are on every major streaming service that you can think of, including our own website, thewoodhounds.com. Yep. All right, Joe. Yes. I got to get out of here. So give us the, uh, the, the, the hokey pokey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everyone, be safe. Do the hokey pokey. (laughs) And turn yourself around. (laughs) (laughs) And have a great day.